had that experience where we tell someone we work for a car dealership and they take a step back. And that's because the stigma around dealers and dealerships is incredibly misplaced. Now we in the industry understand that car dealers and people that work at dealerships are some of the most caring, generous, empathetic leaders on the planet. And so we've set out to change the narrative forever. More Than Cars is a network-style docu-series that we've produced a pilot episode. We have seven more episodes to make, and we're calling on this industry to get behind it. The people who love people more than they love cars, the people who are ready to push back against the narrative, we're asking you to join us in this campaign to fund season one of More Than Cars. Who knows where this is going to go? You might be watching it with your family on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, but it doesn't happen unless we band together to make it right now. So we hope you will join us in making the first season of More Than Cars. All right. All right. Come on. It's like something it about dealers banding together. Sounds familiar. We're getting ready pregame for Memorial Day weekend. Ford and Tesla going steady. Buttons instead of screens and airport toy stores. That's not a variety show. <laughs> what in the world is happening on Friday morning? <laughs> Dude, this Friday is all in. Yo, I came in so hot this morning into the office because, like, we're getting emails about the More Than Cars premiere. We're getting emails about people that want to shoulder up next to it and be a part of the, the funding structure or be the show premiere sponsor or sponsor the season or dealers that want to be on. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty yeah, cool moment. It, it's really neat. Like, you know. You put you put all that effort behind something and then like it goes out and you kind of hold your breath and then things just start steadily happening and people get behind it. And and look, I don't care if it's five or five hundred people, the way that people are commenting or leaning in or caring for our industry and, and challenging the narrative alongside of us is just really cool. Like we've said this. This isn't for us. This is for our industry. Right. That's what more than cars is. Um, we just we just have the uh, the time and the space to put the energy and intention behind sharing the story of this great industry. Man, if you don't know what we're talking about, that introduce that thing we ran at the beginning, go to more than cars TV docu series style uh, network show that features the inspiring stories from inside dealers. We premiered it last week or earlier this week feels like last week. And uh, we're crowdfunding it. It is the first ever crowdfunded initiative within retail automotive because we want other people to fall in love with this industry. Like we fell in love yeah. with it. We need $500,000. So if you do the math, there's a lot of people in this industry. Like we can do it. We need your help. Go to morethancars.tv, be part of this. And there's a lot of perks and fun and undying gratitude. But we have some news to talk about today too, don't we? Let's get into it. A couple it. things are happening today uh, in a landmark move toward EV infrastructure unification. Ford announced a deal with Tesla. Ford hey. and Tesla to access, so Fords can access Tesla's supercharger network from 2024 on, which will actually allow Ford vehicles to be parked in those beautiful Tesla spots. And appropriately, this was announced <laughs> with Jim Farley in person and Elon Musk in person on... Twitter, Twitter spaces. spaces. What is this world? We got DeSantis running running for president on Twitter. We got Ford and Ford and uh, Tesla announcing stuff on Twitter. But, but it, it, this, it, the platform's not relevant anymore, Kyle. Not are relevant. you kidding? Nobody's me? on Twitter. So <laughs> so basically, uh, the the idea of this deal is that um, Ford will adopt Tesla's proprietary charging standard. How about that? 
right? Wow. It makes sense, right? It's the biggest one. It's, it's really cool, I think, uh, you know, CEOs tend to have egos, right? It's just kind of one of the reasons that they make That's great CEO, right? And for, for Jim Filey to be like, hey, this makes the most sense to serve our customers, to serve the charging network, um, like it's a, it's a really cool thing. So um, I don't, you know, we'll give a couple more details then we have commentary. So uh, Ford EVs are, are fitted with uh, the combined charging system CCS port, which will be able to access Tesla's uh, version three superchargers. Um, but 2025 on, it's just the same standard. It's like the Ford truck will plug right into the Tesla charger. Talk about being the center of an industry. Tesla just being like, yep, everyone's just going to adopt our charging network. Super cool. And the the wild part for he, for me here is is like I can't wait to see an F one fifty Lightning. <laughs> I knew it. Pulled right, <laughs> like that picture in front of the Tesla Next charging to a Model network. <laughs> I know gonna be sublime well at least they gave himself Great. enough time so at least there'll be like an f-150 park next to like a cyber truck at that yeah, point like you, you got you got to even that out but <laughs> i know i know today there's probably a collective groan from tesla owners it's like can you right. imagine if like the iphone owners all of a sudden were like we're gonna let all the androids use your stuff right yeah, like all the androids are now on the lightning lightning port which is well like a, i'd be okay with a, that yeah, except for, well, in UK, they got to use the USB-C. USB I know, but there's no inconvenience there. See, with the Tesla, right. you know when a Tesla owner pulls up and, like, man, the good old days. we had like five Fords blocking all of those things. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's a great step for the industry. I think it's a great it's step for the charging infrastructure. And I think that this is going to be, like, kind of a watershed moment where pretty mm -hmm. soon, like, if Ford has done it, right that's it just takes the first big one to do it and before you know it it's going to be gm and toyota like there's in the u.s especially there's going going to have to be you know this critical mass which is going to make everything go faster well i Thank i you. think it's good for the industry we were talking about earlier this week there's this kind of announcement on creating the charging network that the government's uh, uh got its foot in and 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 trying to figure out with all these major major manufacturers and charging networks and so there has to be some level of standardization um, because if like when you go to a gas pump, that's one way to put gas in your car or maybe a second with diesel, right? Slightly different nozzle. Yeah. But, but won't fit to, to yeah. think about like, oh shoot, I can't stop there because I can't even plug my car in is a wild proposition when we're trying to create the infrastructure to bring EVs into, uh, in, into, um, you know, the consumer, like, like the wide adoption consumer matrix, um, so absolutely necessary. Kudos to Jim Farley for putting aside the ego for just a hot minute and partnering. And hey, look, Twitter spaces. Who knew? Speaking of things <laughs> consumers find necessary. Segway. I like this one because I'm, I'm on board with I'm them. So in. goodbye, frustrating touchscreens. Hello, old friend. Buttons are back physical buttons like tactile buttons responding <laughs> to considerable consumer dissatisfaction several leading car manufacturers are reversing the trend of like these intricate touchscreen interfaces that have now became become standard in so many of the new vehicles uh notably porsche is leading the charge by bringing a lot of buttons back in 2024 to their cayenne model nissan and hyundai um also uh this it's a slate.com article i think it's the first slate.com ar article we have ever included in the show. I love it. But you got you to go and read it. It's a very like consumer-facing uh, article about how consumers push back against 
the lack of buttons in cars. And so uh, Nissan and Hyundai are also celebrating the article for resisting this big touchscreen trend and still leaving a lot of tactile buttons. I mean, I had a Kia Telluride, it was my last vehicle, and I love the fact that they had the right buttons. Like touchscreen still did a bunch of stuff, yep. but I could get to all the things quickly. So in 2013, National uh, Highway and Transportation Safety Administration um, they recommended that a driver should not have to look away from the road for more than two seconds to complete any desired task or function with, wow. without a max. I mean, you think about that. You look down one, two, like that's not, that's happening. a lot can happen. That is, can happen. Oh yeah. Yep. And then they also were kind of generous. I thought, and the task could not take more than 12 seconds total. So like look down for two seconds, look back up, look down. I mean, that seems very gratuitous. It is very gratuitous. Like that's a long time. And I mean, we were with uh, a dealer uh, back in January showing us around their truck. And it was just like, look at the amount of time that it takes me to change oh, the air conditioning right. settings. We were driving right? from one pace to another. And you're like, look at this thing. Look yeah. at this. It was, it was like a, a, at least five touches just to get to the place where they could they could get the air to where they wanted. Um, and so that's a dangerous thing. And also it's not, it's not native. Like we think of touchscreens as, as being very natural and native, but they do take our attention to engage with them because there's not like, you know, the, the, the old, like I think about the old T9, right? Yep, the, yep. The, the phone. and Oh, d d you're pretending that everyone knows what that is. Well, no, apparently it's coming back with the kids. Really? They're like all finding these flip phones. I'm telling you right now, go look it up. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous stuff. The 90s are coming back. They're all wanting these flip phones. But Dude, that was the 2000s. Think about it, like, it's very easy to understand where you are, right? And you can almost start to, like, I on the Mazda, I love it because it's got this, like, command center. It's four buttons surrounding a knob. Oh, yeah. And I can literally do everything. Now. Like, after probably three or four weeks of having used it the first time, Everything I need to do with the navigation or anything like that, I don't have to look down because you start to rec recognize the tactile positions. And so there's a, that's a lot different on a touchscreen because your brain has to remember space and less tactile. And yeah. so I love the move from manufacturers. I think coming up with the right things to put on the touchscreen and the right things to put in tactile positions is going to be extremely important. Let's give the more technology tips. we sho shove in these. Volume, yeah. up and down, radio, on and off. Yes. Climate control features. Up, give it to them. down, temperature. Shifting the car in general. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't yeah, want to touch no, a screen to do that. Oh, there's, there's no, definitely more. Heated seats. Gotta be quick. Gotta be a button. Come on. I don't need two presses on it. Has that. to be a and button. So, but more. so yeah, oh, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. <laughs> but the point here's another kind of like rub. Everybody says like you can't look at your phone while you're driving. You get a ticket for that. Instead of that, let's put it on here's a, a tablet. Giant tablet. <laughs> and let's make your car totally complete, complete, you know, reliant on you looking at your phone. Why don't we just put it on our phone interface instead of the tablet? Why can't I just control my car on the phone? What's Whoa. the difference? There's, there's no difference. But, uh, you know, it's kind of been a windfall. You know, we talked yesterday about automakers reducing parts and from vehicles. A touchscreen is actually the cheapest way to add functionality. Think Oof, of how much it yeah. is to like just build it it's into the software, to the software, software. right? Yep. Or like I have to put a button, I have to design the button, place the button, run a wire from order, the button to the module, the button. right? That all yeah. that is stuff that breaks, right? And so it's been pretty cool. Look, we're advanced. It's like actually, this just got so much cheaper. <laughs> right? Yeah, 
because we went a little historical on you and went all T9. What? Well, speaking of being a little historical on historical. you. Stop. Segway. Time. Think about your childhood, all those that were children of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and that iconic toy store that you just remember as being the most wonderful magazine to hit the inbox, Toys R Us, wants to help you make good of those layovers yeah. for the new store in a terminal in Terminal A of the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, making its first ever airport location. I can only, I, first of all, I can only imagine, like, all the business people, <laughs> Lots right? of suits in a Toys R Us. Strolling <laughs> into the Toys R Us, just getting all nostalgic, right? Sitting kids. on a little rocking chair or it's something. Kids. Yeah. Uh, so the store is going to feature a life-size 3D giraffe and array of top brand toys scheduled to open sometime for the 2023 holiday season. Gee, even more genius. It's like, oh, oh, you're traveling? Forgot the last minute gift? Oh, man. Hit the Toys R Us. And if they're super Genius. smart, if they're super smart, they'll just make it really easy for you to buy something there and just have it shipped to your house. That's exactly right? what they Scan do. this, have it shipped to your house, done. Christmas shopping is going to yep. happen. I, when I was thinking about Toys R Us, I don't, I don't know what your interaction with Toys R Us was, but as a kid, that was where you had to go like get the new video games like the Nintendo games. Ah, and they had these little ticket systems where like they had the items, but they didn't have them stocked in a shove. You had to pull a little ticket and walk all the way up front to the counter to get the ticket claimed. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. But, um, you know, so Toys R Us was bought by WHP Global, um, you know, several years ago, went bankrupt. It was kind of like a big deal at the time. And this is a great, a great um, example of brand nostalgia and how mm -hmm. the IP around a brand outlives the business model of the brand. Right, because they did yep. such a good job building brand. I don't want to, you know, we can all sing the jingle, right? And now it's in the airport again. So I'm excited yeah. about it because uh, layovers are terrible if you don't have something yeah. good to do. Uh, since, their, since the acquisition in 2021, the company has uh, increased its footprint by 50% by just introducing the Toys R Us store uh, in Macy's locations around the country. So, um, man, I think tying this to like, Okay, why does this matter to me as a dealer or as a dealership? Um, think about it. You've got an opportunity to pop up, show up where consumers are most. And how do you integrate your brand, integrate your shopping ability into places where people already are? Um, because that's like, that's where people shop. Um, it's like being online, online everywhere, showrooms everywhere. Why not start to create these partnerships with your OEM and figure out where to put these pop-up shops? Uh, because that's going to be the ability for you to way outkick your coverage as far as your SOA is concerned. That's so good. Well, we are on our way into the All Things Used Cars Clubhouse room. David Long's All Things Used Cars. Search it on the Clubhouse app. We'll see you over there. In the meantime, visit morethancars.tv. Check out the crowdfunding link. See how you can shoulder up with us to make this series a reality and call your industry partners and OEMs. Tell them that they really should support it too. We got to stay together on this.